At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. Carolina Hurricanes play tonight at Nashville. Desperate need of a win. Desperate need of a good performance. Desperate need of their top guys to score a bunch of goals. That's the short term. The long term, they are in desperate need of a plan uh, and goal. That's that's the number one thing. Like, you know, hey, Aho and Svetch have to score more goals. That's that's is what it is, right? They're both under contract for a billion years. All you can do is is trust that you you paid the right guys and they care enough that they're gonna get back on track. And I think that they will, right? That's kind of a a, a waiting game. But for 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 goal for in goal, it doesn't seem like they have a plan. Pyotr Kochekov has had been playing well until his most recent game, but you can't just roll him out there every game and expect him to just play well every game. Eventually, ready for this, he's going to get tired. Yeah. Eventually, mentally, he'll be exhausted. Even if you're saying, yeah, day off, rest. Eventually, just it, we're past the point of goalies playing every day. And if you expect your goalie to go out there and play every game, you're at a disadvantage against the teams who can give their guys a rest and have a competent number two. Here's the way I think of Pyotr Kuchekov playing well over the last couple of weeks. He had given you time to figure out the position. Time to make a deal. Time to to have a serious heart-to-heart with Freddie Anderson and say, are you coming back or not? And if so, how quickly can we do it? And they didn't figure it out. Now they're recalling uh, Antti Ranta despite him not lighting it up in the AHL. But they have no other choice, right? This is the equivalent. I was I was uh, talking about this around the office. It's the equivalent of sending down one of your, your kind of top-end rotational pitchers in baseball to AAA just to get right. Right, You just hope they go down, they throw four scoreless innings, they make a bunch of 19-year-olds look foolish, then you call them back up to the majors and they're good to go. But instead, he went down there and he made it three innings, gave up five earned, and, and you're like, well, we, we, still, we still need you to pitch up here, so we're calling you back up anyway. Yeah, exactly. Need you to eat some innings. Yeah, we, they, we, we were really hoping this went better, but uh, sorry. You didn't exactly get back in a rhythm down there, did you? So now tonight at Nashville, Kochetkov's likely going to be in net, and he's, and he's going to be tired. And he's got a back-to-back tomorrow that's probably going to have to be Ronta, and he's not in rhythm. Now, that's not to say these guys can't play well, but I'm saying at this point you're just hoping they play well. You're not expecting them to play well. They've had things stacked against them, and, and, and in Ronta's case, you might say it's between his own ears, but but as a team, there's just a lot of, I hope they put it together. Most most One of the most important positions on the ice, I, I hope they figure it out. And as you hear me say all the time, hope isn't a strategy. They need a strategy in goal. When they, when they waived Ronta, I, like many, thought one of two things was happening. 
either they they were essentially knocking on the door of a deal mm-hmm. and and they they had another goalie coming in or Freddie Anderson was knocking on the door of being back on the the ice in a significant way turns out neither were true let me actually Dennis let me ask you this okay. by the way uh Dennis will be hosting uh the the storm watch ahead of ahead of the tonight's game right here on 999 the fan and aftermath as well that is correct and aftermath as well and this that whole goes, week there you go this whole week stepping in for Adam gold so uh Dennis is going to be knee deep in canes and we're going to use that research to our advantage okay what the heck would have happened if Ronta was claimed off waivers by someone else and there was no way they could guarantee he wouldn't Obviously, no guarantee. If that happened, uh, SOL. That's really <laughs> right. it. I mean, that's really it. It's, I'm glad I didn't miss an obvious life preserver in that storm. But that that there was no way to prevent that if someone else – you may have thought no one would based on how he was playing, but that probably says enough about how he was playing. Uh, and and you'd be you'd be rolling with Peretz, who's an undrafted rookie who very obviously you, don't know, you do not want to put on the ice because you're rolling Kochekov out there every game. So, so what is the plan, right? What is the plan? Who, how, you have a bunch of games left this season. And guess what? There are back-to-backs. There are three games in four days. There are stretches where you can't expect one goalie to get it done. Is Ronta the, the long-term? Even, what are we, two weeks away from a possible Freddie Anderson being significantly on the ice? Is Ronta even the answer until then? And in the, in the meantime, how many games is Kochekov just not going to be able to get it done and you put him out there because you don't have any options? How do you not have a plan at goal? Or was there a plan and it fell through? Was there a plan? Did you think you were? Is this guy available? Is that guy available? Did it fall through at the last second? Did the other team try to bully you for another pick and you're going, no, I'm putting my foot down? This team is underperforming, and they could really use some help. And they're getting the opposite of it. right? We could we could break down all of the advanced metrics, and, and I know Dennis will co-sign this on me, and, and I don't think we have to go into the actual numbers, but – uh, the goals expected that the the Canes are, should have given up based on the quality of chances and all those sorts of mm-hmm. things, significantly lower than the actual goals that they have allowed. That difference is 19. Which just goes to show you that this is a team that needs help from their goalie, and not only are they not getting help, they're getting hurt. 19 goals through this part of the season, I mean, those are like, you can count wins there. That that's that's tangible. That's and, literally more than a goal every other game. And and we were we were just going through this uh, off air earlier today because you, you may not believe this, but when we're not on air talking sports, we're off air talking sports. But Dennis was breaking down like the last fifteen games uh, of the schedule for the Canes, and they had four shootout losses. Four o- shootout overtime, overtime, overtime. Yeah, yep. overtime or shootout losses. And he was just going, let's take two of those, two of those overtime or shootout losses mm-hmm. and make them wins in regulation. And it completely changed the vibe of how the last 15 games would have felt. That's what 19 goals over expected allowed does. It just takes a handful of games over every two-week, three-week stretch and flips the outcome and it changes the entire vibe of your team. That's why it is important they have a plan for goalie. And and it can't just be hope. 
It can't just be, well, I hope Kochekov can can last. I hope he ran his miles in the offseason so he's in unbelievable shape. Hope he was really tearing down some charity 5Ks. Crushing that yoga. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hot yoga. Really hope he was getting it done so he has a little extra juice in the tank as we just completely and totally exhaust him. Or I hope Auntie Ranta going down to the AHL and getting worked over by younger people makes him uh, more comfortable getting worked over by the NHL. I don't know. (laughs) Got halfway through that sentence before I realized this makes less logic than even even I, I thought it did. Yes, your top guys have to score. Aho, Svech, Jarvis. Yes, your top defensive guys, the the Slavins, the the Orlovs, have to play well, uh, but they have to do so even extra now, right? When a teammate needs to be boosted, and Kochekov needs to be boosted, if Ranta gets in there, he needs to be boosted. The the stars need to do the boosting. So you have to look to those guys and say. Yeah, I need you to do more than you've been doing just because of who you are, but then I need you to do more on top of that because we don't have a plan back here. It's a really, really tough spot to be. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. Also, make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600-700. Some quick ACC football stuff going on here. We're finally starting to see what Duke's football program will look like in the post-Mike Elko era. Uh, Manny Diaz went about his his kind of program rebuild in a way that was different than how I would have, but that's not to say it's not going to end up in the right spot. And what I mean by that is I would have been lights out, go, 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 as fast as we possibly can, let's put a, a staff together. Manny, and, and we had Manny on the show last last week, maybe the week before, um, talking about assembling his staff. He was very much like, hey, some of my assistant coaches are going to be coaching in their bowl games this year, and we want to wait for them to go through that, and we want to let them honor those commitments. Part of me was going, no, coach, <laughs> tell them, sorry, I got to go to my next job. But uh, he handled it differently. And, and because of that, now slowly we're seeing who the next and next and next hires are. Um, obviously Malik Murphy, who Dennis said he talked about on the show yesterday, is the quarterback. Uh, Jonathan Brewer is his play caller, right? He was the co-offensive coordinator, quarterback coach for, uh, I'll just say, future ACC program, SMU, hired away by Duke. Uh, he brought in Jeff Nord as his offensive line coach. Jonathan Packey, defensive coordinator, comes from Texas State, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, a guy that's worked with Diaz in a bunch of different places. Here's what I'm noticing about the new faces to Duke. There's a lot of Texas in that leadership group, right? That's a offensive coordinator comes from SMU. That's a defensive coordinator comes from Texas State. That's a starting quarterback who is a Cali kid but comes from, in the transfer portal, University of Texas. Now, I get it. I see the appeal. Texas is a football hotbed and and – you're right, the seventh graders out there are reading cover two and checking at the line of scrimmage and, and you know, throwing hot routes and everything else. I I get it. I completely understand the the appeal. But Manny Diaz is the son of a former mayor of Miami. 
And now his top two aides are coming from Texas. And his quarterback is coming from Texas. All I'm going to say is this. You better be able to recruit the Mid-Atlantic. Because there's a lot of schools that, that think they can recruit the state of Texas. And if you're going in there thinking you're going to battle with them and say, hey, why don't you come X amount of hours away, that's going to be a, a more tough sell. If you can capitalize on your region, and there's a ton of talent in this region, I think that's where you're going to be able to find your success. So as long as, you know, as long as that Texas draw or uh, Oklahoma, Arkansas, where, wherever they're you know, originally from, as long as that draw can still play in a, uh, you know, a living room in a suburb of Charlotte of some kind or yeah. uh, in, in South Carolina of some kind, then then I'm, I, I like where they're going with this. I mean, it doesn't hurt that you are having SMU join the conference. So at least say, hey, we're going to be going back to your your home state, you know, probably once every couple of years at least. Yeah, who knows how that ACC schedule is going to play out. And uh, more often now, because Florida State isn't going to be taking – I'm just – That could be completely revamped. Yeah. I, I would not schedule my uh, my travel for any away games in, for the next coming years for, for the ACC. That's what I'll say there. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I can make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu.